Thank you so much, Hillary. Uh, so you asked for, let's say, quality belts. Let's say you asked for an incredible wallet. Let's say you asked for great socks. Uh, well, then you need Grip6. Uh, Grip6 is the company. They're from a small company from Utah. They, they sell all around the world, though, and they source almost everything uh, in their arsenal right here from the United States. Um, look, I don't know how to make a nice belt for you, uh, much less a, a really nice wallet or whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where uh, it's people probably need to look at uh, this and 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 uh, maybe if you want to get great stuff, you go to Grip6, go to Grip6.com slash stew, Grip6.com slash stew. If you go there, um, like I was out this weekend and it was cold, okay? Had the Grip6 socks on. They're not these big, puffy, giant socks. They're perfect uh, to fit in your shoes. They don't, you know, make your shoes feel tight. They're great uh, quality socks and they keep your feet really warm and cool in the summer as well. They're just fantastic. Uh, go to Grip6.com slash stew. Check out their entire line and realize you're dealing with a company that actually doesn't hate your guts. Grip6.com slash stew. The code is stew. You'll save 15% right now. Grip, the number 6.com slash stew. Get 15% off today. Uh, welcome to it. Great to have you with us. 888-727-BECK, the phone number. Uh, we're going to get into this uh, political article about whether or not uh, the Roe v. Wade overturning was worth it to Republicans because it may have cost some elections. Uh, we'll get into that and more in 60 seconds. Well, I want to tell you about uh, CarShield. CarShield, of course, is a, a fantastic uh, company. We love CarShield very much. If you've ever had uh, ever had a situation where your car breaks down, especially if you have an, a, a, a car that, you know, is outside of its warranty, you realize you are screwed. I mean, especially now with the prices, uh, you have a ton, a ton of problems going on here. You got that? Um, ton of problems going on uh, with... with supply chains and everything else well if you have that issue what do you do luckily you don't have to worry about it if you have car shield car shield will help you they will make sure that you don't have any of these issues because they're going to take care of these uh, covered repairs for you it's incredibly easy to do you'll save so much hassle and you can count on car shield to help take care of you when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road as well every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance rental car options and trip reimbursement at no extra cost Lock in your price today. It'll never go up. CarShield has all of our backs here when we uh, when our cars break down, and they can have yours as well. Get coverage. You need it. It's carshield.com slash back. 800-391-8888. 
Save 10% on your plan. It's carshield.com slash Beck or 800-391-8888. Save 10%. Great to have you with us. Uh, it's Pat and Stu for Glenn this week on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, you know, a lot of people have been debating whether or not uh, the overturning of Roe v. Wade uh, was worth it. <laughs> and I mean, I know I've heard you say this, Stu. I've said it on my show, uh, Pat Gray Unleashed, which happens right before this particular program or anytime you want on uh, on demand. But of course it was worth it. If it saves babies' lives... It's worth a few seats in Congress. What? Yeah. Wait, I don't I understand. But staggering. But, but elections are important, and they, they are. are. They are. They important. are. What's more important than an election? Could it be? Hmm. I don't know. Human babies, life. Yeah. Babies' lives. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. yeah. It's it's fascinating. I mean, first of all, you got to start at the beginning. Was it really the cause of what happened during the election? And maybe we should go even a little mm-hmm. more basic than this, Pat. And I would love to get your take on this. The, the right is, generally speaking, really frustrated with the results from this election. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think yeah. with some good reason. I, I think everyone kind of expected and hoped for better results than we got. Yeah. So I get that. But we got caught up in the furor of the last few months because before this, nobody thought the Republicans were going to regain the Senate. Yeah. You know, in fact, after the Dobbs was overturned, there were there was high hopes on the left. That they were going to win the house, right? And look, they almost right. did. Yeah, uh, there's they did. no, there's no doubt about it. This was not a blowout by any means. But like Republicans cleared the hurdle they needed to clear, which was get the house so you can stop the worst instincts of the Biden administration. Mm-hmm. Right? That was mm-hmm. the low. They had to clear that hurdle for this not to be a catastrophe. Unfortunately, they did. They did that. Right? They yeah. got the house. Now, you look. You can look at this and say, okay, well, they. You know, this wasn't the biggest uh, wave election that we were hoping for. I mm-hmm. mean, when you look at wave election, it's a little bit weird to look at it as far as just seats gained, right? Because, look, you know, yes, 2010 was a wave, right, where you got 60-something seats, but they were starting from a much worse position. Like, they started at like 100, I don't know, 179 seats or something before that election. They were they had been devastated in 2008. So they mm-hmm. got that. Yes, they made major gains in 2010. They made solid gains in 2014 as well. And this one, you know, a much smaller gain uh, when it comes to seat total. But look, the main thing is you got control. That's what you had to do. You had mm-hmm. to make it so it was not unified government behind Joe Biden so they could get two bills passed. Which means, uh, and just getting control, uh, committee chairmanships. Yep. It means being able to stop bills. Uh, you don't have to pass any of the Biden uh, agenda yep. and the investigations that are going to come from this. Right. And you might say, well, that's not enough. And But you have to understand what was the upside here. The best case scenario. The best case scenario was, uh, you know, control of the House and the Senate, but still you weren't going to be able to do anything with that. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the except one, stop certain things. The only thing that they judicial appointments, yeah, and that's a big one. Yeah, but is. that's really the only thing that they had a chance for that they that they didn't get. Now, I think, and we've talked about this on the air before as well. There was a possibility if they did well in this election. And mm-hmm. got to 54, maybe 55 seats, which yeah. was, you know, maybe the upside of what people were hoping for. If they were able to do that, there was a chance in 2024 at a filibuster-proof majority, which would be very, very difficult now. That would be, you know, because they only got to maybe 50, maybe only 49 seats 
in the Senate. And this last race with Herschel Walker is really important. But that being said, they cleared the lowest hurdle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the, the theory here from this Politico uh, op-ed is basically like, look, is there some evidence that the, that abortion and the overturning of Roe versus Wade was one of the reasons Republicans underperformed? And I think you can look at this. If you look at the, the evidence, there's some evidence pointing to that being part of it. Like, you know, the, the New York Times did a thing about this, and you'd expect the New York Times to blame abortion here. But they, they, had some, they had some relatively compelling evidence showing where certain states where abortion really wasn't on the ballot. It, there was no risk of abortion rights going away. In those states, Republicans tended to perform pretty well. New York is an mm-hmm. example of this, right? There was no, mm-hmm. obviously, New York's not getting rid of abortion rights. You know, they want you to be able to abort, I think, t- t- teenage years. Is that the current line for New York? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I think it's 17. 17. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so once you can vote, they can't abort you. Right. Because they want their voters. Yes. Um, so, but up to 17, mm-hmm. 364 days, they can abort you. And that's not going to change in New York. So abortion really wasn't much of a topic there. And there, Democrats did very poorly. Republicans did very well. Um, the, there are other pieces of in Virginia, a state with, that didn't have a gubernatorial race, nothing really on the ballot for abortion. Republicans did pretty well. Florida. Florida, yes, they, you know, Ron DeSantis is a big part of the story. But one of the things they did was pass a 15-week ban. So that's, that storyline's kind of already gone. They've already had their abortion debate. They had a 15-week ban. And... So that one wasn't really on the ballot. Republicans did very well. Texas, there wasn't going to be much of a change in Texas. Republicans did very well. In purple states, where abortion could go either way, Democrats tended to do much better in places like Pennsylvania, uh, Arizona, for example. And so that was part of the theory. Do I buy that entirely? Not really. I don't. I think it might, might be part of the story. Uh, but uh, do you think, Pat, that it, this was the determinative factor? In this election, mm, determinative. I maybe not. No, yeah. I think it factored in. Factored in. Maybe yeah. one of one of many things. But I, I don't care. Candidate quality is another one. Yeah, uh, you know, definitely. That was an issue. Yep. There's if a lot. We would have had a better candidate than than Doctor Oz in Pennsylvania, for instance. I I think they easily defeat John Fetterman. Yeah, I mean, I remember Doctor Oz on. was the better of the two candidates in the right. race. Like he perfor- yeah. he outperformed the gubernatorial candidate by almost ten points. Jeez. Uh, so like it was that that was not again. That's a big. I think that's a bigger part of this. But mm-hmm. let's just say, Pat, for argument's sake, let's say for argument's sake, it was actually all abortion. <laughs> let's right. say the okay. only reason mm-hmm. republicans would have had a, a wave election they would have mm-hmm. had 230 seats in the house and they would have had 53 senators and that and the only reason that didn't happen was we overturned roe versus wade yeah i'm giving that to you on a silver platter do you take that trade do you take the trade where you overturn roe versus wade but you lose Three or four seats in the Senate uh-huh. and uh, 15 seats in the House. Okay, let me think. Yes. Okay. Wait, you didn't take much time on that. No, I want to make sure you get that enough time. Okay, wait. I'm uh, not, yes. I'm not rushing okay, wait, you, Pat. You let can, me, okay, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, it's absolutely an acceptable trade-off. A hundred percent. I would trade, how, how many elections would you trade all to, to overturn Roe versus Wade? Right. I mean, all in theory, them. all of them, right? Yeah. Now, of course, eventually you lose enough elections 
and like the constitution gets amended with yes. abortion in it so you True. can't lose forever i suppose but like in theory i don't care yeah. i'm I, an election yeah who cares honestly who cares you're yeah. talking about 63 million lives. Right. Right? It, Worldwide, it's 1.5 billion. One, oh, I mean, that is uh, staggering. Even hearing that number is so incredibly despicable. But still, here in the United States, where, where these elections might do some difference, and Roe versus Wade counts, mm-hmm. 63 million lives. It's incredible. That should be here are not because of abortion. And the mm-hmm. fact that we can decrease that number by... Almost, I mean, they, you know, the first the first month they talked about potentially ten thousand abortions avoided, avoided, and this yeah. is before a lot of a lot of uh, states changed the, their laws. It took them time after Roe versus Wade, and there was a, a waiting period and uh, and all of these other things. Even with people changing from state to state and wanting to go, about ten thousand lives they believe were saved in that in that first month. Incredible. Yeah. Like, well, has it's there been it. a more impactful Republican policy ever? Most of them mm-hmm. are terrible and don't mm-hmm. do anything. Right. Like if they if the entire policy from beginning to end was to save 10,000 lives, it would be the best thing the Republicans have ever done. No right? question. And yeah. like, I, it's like it's inexplicable to think you should care about some Senate, some some Senate seat or some co- congressional seat if this is what is on the table. And, mm-hmm. you know, Pat, I remind I remind the people in the media trying to sort this out. The point of being of winning an election is not to get Nancy Pelosi another year of $200,000 salary. <laughs> it is not so uh some Repu- so Matt Gates can go you know to a nice dinner with uh you know with a lobbyist. I don't know, I'm just mm-hmm. I'm picking Matt Gates cuz I wanted to pick a Republican, but you get my point. Mm-hmm. The point is for things like this to, to win yep. policy issues like this, yep. to make a difference, to save human lives like this, you trade, I, I, I can't even think of what the number would be when it comes to House seats or Senate seats mm-hmm. to get that done. It was a 50-year goal of the party. And we didn't even think it was possible. I didn't, that's true. Right up to, <laughs> and including the day of the announcement. Yes. Actually, it was leaked. <laughs> But uh, up until then, there was no way did I think Roe v. Wade was going to be overturned. I didn't shoot that high for the Republican Party at any time in my lifetime. I never thought they would do it. This was like a miracle to us. Yeah. This was a miracle. And yeah, yeah, for that miracle, I'd trade a few Senate seats. What on earth do you try to win elections for? Yeah. Why do you do it? Why do we care? Why do people donate? Why do people knock on doors? Why do people show up at the polls? For the babies. To win issues, yes. to, to save yes. little kids. And is this the only issue? No, but it is the most important. Is there a more important issue that you could that you could care about than babies' lives? <laughs> I mean, I, it I almost seems ridiculous it, to have to say it. I know. Like, yes, I care about my, my tax rates. Yeah. Yes. But I would as like much them, as your babies? No. Right. Do I want them to be <laughs> no. 37% instead of 396 <laughs> Sure. Mm-hmm. Of course. That would be wonderful. And yes, I care about those things. They are important. But, I mean, we talk about like, hey, uh, you know, um, CRT being taught in schools. At least the kids are alive. Yeah. Right? I yeah. mean, yes, CRT being taught in school, really big issue. We should really care about that. Make sure we do not teach 
overtly racist content in our public schools. Sure. Mm -hmm. Important. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I think we got to make sure the kids are alive to hear it first. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good safety tip to me. Yeah. 888-727-BECK. More coming up. 60 seconds. You know, the expression, um, if it saves one life, (laughs) how much more does that apply to 10,000? 10,000 lives they estimated were saved. In Just one in month. the first month. Yeah. So, so that's a pretty big deal. That's a lot. And, it, yeah. you know, we do look at these <laughs> other topics and they are very important. But like the border, for example. What do mm-hmm. we care? Why do we care about the border? Well, we don't want, for example, people crossing the border and committing crimes. Like what if someone mm-hmm. murders someone? Like some criminal drug dealer crosses the border, murders someone. Well, yes, that's incredibly important. But like... If we don't let the person be alive, we don't even, it never becomes an issue, I suppose. We don't, that person didn't even get a chance to create a life in which others mourned when they died. I mean, it's such a fundamental issue and so obvious yeah. that it's, it, of course you take it. And it, when it comes down to, I think like there's a real, this is something that is being created right now by the media, Pat. What they want to do is communicate to people on the right, Republicans in power, that Mm -hmm. if you go uh, hard on the abortion issue and you try to say, hey, we shouldn't be killing any babies, sorry. If you do that, it's going to cost you politically. Mm -hmm. And they know that these politicians are incentivized to keep themselves in power. So they're hoping they will create this fear among Republicans that they will run from the abortion issue. And Mm -hmm. that's because that's what they care about. They have this cult. This cult where uh, ending babies' lives is the most important thing you could ever talk about. And it cannot go away. That right to end babies' lives can never go away. Got to be the most important thing ever. And, like, mm-hmm. I, I will be honest with you. Like, I mean, I you know, re- Florida passed a 15-week abortion ban. And, like, look, is that better than the situation that we had before? Sure. 100%. It's better. Uh, it's better than what we used to have. And I'm glad they passed something. But, like, did we fight 50 years to eliminate 6% of abortions? No. I, did we? Did, was it a fifty-year no. battle so that ninety-four percent of abortions can remain in place? Was that what, what we were doing? Because if that's what we were doing, we were really kind of wasting our time. Maybe, maybe not. Actually, now that I think about it, it's still a lot of lives. <laughs> but still, that can't possibly be the, the end goal of this. Yeah, I know. It's, I, I understand that maybe that's all you can get done in Florida. It's, it's mm-hmm. at least seeming. It used to be a purple state. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it is anymore. <laughs> seem like it, it. Now it's pretty much Alabama. Yeah. But uh, hey, like you know, look. I don't know that a 15-week... Uh, the, the Lindsey Graham bill of, like, let's just do 15 weeks so we don't have to talk about it. People keep asking me uncomfortable questions about babies living, so please, let's just pass... <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like being asked questions about babies living. It makes me feel uncomfortable. How dare people ask a U.S. senator about babies' lives? Yeah. How dare they? If we just ban 6% of them, then we don't Jeez. have to talk about it anymore. Okay, thanks, Lindsey. By the way, can I remind people that Lindsey Graham is a senator from South... Carolina. If Lindsey Graham was the senator from mm. Maine, I'd say, all right, we got a Susan call. I got it. You know, of course. Mm-hmm. Do we, should we really have a, let me give you another example, Pat, you might think of. Uh, did you know that Mitt Romney is up for re-election in 2024? Yes. Did you know that? I do know that. Did you know we have Mike Lee as a senator in Utah? Right. Were yeah. you aware of this? It shows what they could have. They could have somebody really good. Yeah. yeah. Instead, they have someone with one of the lowest conservative yep. review scores in the entire Senate in Utah. 
Well, his name is well known. So what? (laughs) How about getting somebody who actually cares about conservative values in that seat? And that's something that, like, I, I understand when people say, well, Susan Collins, like, you know, that's all we can get in Maine. And, and that may very well be true. And honestly, there have been times, like, for example, some of these bills that went through the Senate. I was happy to have Susan Collins in there instead of a Democrat. And when it was a 50-50 Senate, mm-hmm. you could have easily lost that if you had a Democrat in that seat. So sometimes you got to deal with crap. You know, no mm-hmm. offense to the Collins family, but her, her voting record is crap. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you got to deal with that in a state like Maine. You don't have to deal with that in Utah. You don't have to deal with that with in South Carolina. You don't have to deal with that, Pat, in Texas when you have John Cornyn as one of your two senators. Yeah. There's no reason for such things. And yet, so many states have that. South Carolina, Utah, Texas, you just mentioned. Uh, Alaska. Why? Yeah. yeah. Why? Why? Mur- why? Murkowski, really? You know, we could do so much better. When one out of five babies are aborted in this country, I mean... It, it, it's a holocaust let's just call it what it is that is you know six what else has taken 63 million lives i yeah like for example you know we talked to we i know you talk about them as well preborn you know, preborn.com slash stew you can go there and donate mm-hmm. if you if you wish this is not a paid commercial uh but like they're doing incredible work on this front and they point this out uh when they talk about this issue that one out of five babies never gets the chance to see the outside of a womb How on earth can that be a thing in a civilized country? How can that possibly be true? And yet it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is not okay. And you know what? You got to trade. I'm so, I'm I'm really sorry we lost District 18. (laughs) If that's what happened. But I'll take that trade any day. Welcome, 888-900-727-BECK, it's Pat and Stu for Glenn and joined by uh, Jeffy to chew the fat a little bit. Hey, Jeffy. How you doing? I I just wanted to stop in. I want to stop in because Mm -hmm. uh, in light of uh, uncertainty around Twitter Mm -hmm. and out of an abundance of caution, I want to come on and say that I'm pausing my Twitter account at JeffyJFR. Oh wow! Right now. Wow! Really? Yeah. Wow! Now we should be yeah. clear. We didn't huh. ask you. Yeah. Well, they've reinstated <laughs> Trump and the Babylon Bee. And yeah. Oh my Kathy God. Griffin, you're Jordan a Peterson, Project Veritas. I. Not only that. Security concerns, Stu. Security concerns. You have security concerns. I do have security concerns. And what about so. them asking Twitter employees to work? Right. I mean, they not only work. Huh? They ask them to work extremely hardcore. Yeah. I. You can't abide. I'm pausing. You can't abide it. There are lines in our society. Mm-hmm. You know, you can ask someone mm-hmm. to work, and the the proper the proper way to ask them is to ask them to work mm-hmm. occasionally. Thank you. Yeah. Moderately, and uh, not always all the time. You know, what I mean, I think it's yeah. too much yeah, to yeah. ask for them to work while every they're day. at work. Yeah, while it's too much to ask them to work that whole time. They, yeah, ask. Thank the, you. You can ask them to come in. Uh huh. 
You can ask mm. him to come in once a I'm month. Not sure. okay, okay, once a month. All mm-hmm. right, for okay. a meeting. Okay. The rest of the time, they should be at home. Why can't we do the meeting on on uh, you know Skype or Zoom? I'm not saying you Zoom should do this. Or... Uh, you should, I mean, to, just oh. for the for the the okay. savings as far as the climate goes, you should you oh, should not yes. ask them to come in. Right. But at all. I'm saying legally, you should be you can, you are able to ask them to come in once a month. Now there should be right. still food available for them if they decide. Well, of to come course, in or the not. chef course. never gets a day of off. Right. Well, the chef. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The chef never gets a day off. No, no. no. Nor chef, should he or she. None of the people complaining about their work conditions ever care if the chef gets a day off. <laughs> no, they no, do not. They, they don't do care not. about that no. at all. In fact, they, they'd rather the chef not have a day off. No. So you should be there if they want to come in the at time. midnight and work the overnight. There better be prime rib being car- being carved <laughs> yes. right in front of them. Still better be there with my coffee. Thank you. Yes, exactly. Okay. Okay. Agonizing. So now we should so, point out for people who don't know, Jeff Fisher, host of 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 uh, Chewing the Fat. Is a man known uh, throughout all of society mm-hmm. as a man who takes deeply difficult, oh. principled stands on, mm. on, a, on an everyday 100%. basis. Yes. And the fact 100%. that he's willing to, pa- you're pausing. I'm pausing my Twitter account. He's pausing, pausing his, his Twitter, Twitter account. account. <sighs> uh, wow. What a, what a sacrifice. Well, I know. What a sacrifice. Okay, that's good. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna start tweeting. Wait, you're yeah, oh, at Jeffy JFR is my Twitter account. Jeffy oh, you're done now. JFJFR. It's active that's again. That's a big enough stand. Okay, yeah, I'm good for it. No problem. Uh, that was a good enough. Well, it's kind of like CBS. Their stand. Thank you. Yeah, CBS took a stand on Friday night that they were going to do the exact same thing that I just did. Oh wow! <laughs> and mm-hmm. they lasted forty hours. Copycat. I mean, that is they pathetic. Forty hours. What? This is so weird. Like, first of all, again. This guy should be a liberal icon. But we we lose sight of this because he says like, you know, things about free speech that yeah. I guess is now exclusively a right wing issue. Free speech, yeah. mm-hmm. which, by the way, thank you for that left. Like, I thank you for giving that one to us. We're, we'll, yeah. we'll take we'll it. We'll take it. Yeah. We're excited about that. Um, but like, because he says things about free speech, he's now some conservative. I guess the guy which who created is- the largest electric car company in the world and. And created a space <laughs> rocket company so we could leave the Earth and live on Mars. Right. In case global warming gets really bad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's a big part of the reason why he's doing it. Yeah. So that guy, that guy who's been berating us about climate all of this time yep. is a right-wing hero because he wants people to be able to tweet their jokes. Right. <laughs> like, well, what? But you not Alex talk- Jones, my friend. <clears throat> not Alex Jones. That's he, true. He's a hard no on Alex. I, he, I mean, look, just ridiculous. I Come he, on. Elon is, I, I, I generally speaking, like the guy because I like the fact that he's sort of the, a billionaire in the way that I would want to be a billionaire if, if I were a billionaire, which is just doing all the crazy things you want with no care of the consequences. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. ah, so what? Like, I'm going to make, you know, I'm selling flamethrowers now. <laughs> Down flamethrowers. Okay. That, that's not what you're, okay. Like, I like that. He's got mm-hmm. his perfume. Did you purchase any of I his did perfume? Not. I did not. He comes up with a joke, and the next day it's like a feature in his car, right? Like, it's like, <laughs> like I, yeah. there's some parts of that that I think are just That's funny. Cool. And, like, it's yeah. like, how, like how you'd want to do it. I think I'll bike Twitter now. Yeah. It's going to be $44 billion. Yeah, yeah okay. that's all right. I was like, I, and like, look, no one hates the Dallas Cowboys more than the person speaking. I mm. literally despise everything about this team. However, I will say that one of the th- criticisms is like, oh, Jerry Jones is just so involved. He's he's involved with his team. He's always making these moves. And he's got to not be involved. Screw you. I paid how many billions of dollars to own this and thing? How- I'm going to do whatever I want. If yeah. I want to sign uh, Megan Fox to be a wide receiver because I think she's hot, I'm going to do it. I think Actually, I'm not opposed to that. I'm not opposed See? to that. See? I'm not opposed to that. You should do that. Right. Yeah, you like, should do that. that. 
<laughs> well, what do you mean I don't want to be? And that's the same thing with him. Like, so I like that about him. Yeah. But like, he his this whole thing that he's he's the icon of free speech. I, I like yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's true, right? Like, I, the, he because he really his stance was basically like, well, the 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 Sandy Hook stuff was really bad, so yes, therefore I'm not going to let him on for the kids, right? He's he's saying that that's why I won't. he's been a hard no on Alex no matter what, right? And you know, look, it was really bad. I you know, I tend to agree mm. with that analysis, though. Mm. I mean, he has apologized for it. He's been sued for billions of dollars. I don't know what else he's and supposed that's to do. The argument to the people that are arguing to Elon to let him back on is yeah. like, dude, where, where's? If I thought you were free speech, what are we right. doing? He's apologized. He said he's sorry. You've got other liars. Um, I don't know, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, on the right. uh, on Twitter. Uh, you've let back on. What's going on? Yeah, they all. Right. They, people from across the spectrum don't necessarily understand his line which is again it is a difficult job right to run one mm-hmm. of these tech companies if you're going to have this rule where you say oh well i'm going to moderate certain content you're never going to get that line right it's no. never going to happen correct i mean it seems to me there's a pretty bright line if you're running for president in the united states you should have you should be able to get an account like honestly yeah. like <laughs> yeah, yeah. if you're just some guy who wants to just get get be run for president just because you want to tweet terrible racist things Pretty much, you should just be able to be on allowed on Twitter. A public official should be on there. We should know what they're thinking. Absolutely. That's, I don't know why the Democrats don't want Trump on. I mean, it's, it's like the best thing that oh, can I happen think, to Democrats yeah. is having Donald Trump on Twitter. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a hidden. They really want him on. You'd think. Right? I, I think it is. I think you know uh, publicly. Oh, we hate him and we don't want him on Twitter. But enough. secretly, they want him. Absolutely. There. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I mean that their life revolved around his and tweets. You know, the Are you whole kidding thing, me? The whole thing about Alex Jones is he, some of us don't like what he says. So what? Well, that's free speech, yeah. right? <laughs> right? You have to be able to say things other people don't like. Otherwise, there's no effort there. There's no. There's no issue with free speech. If everybody says beautiful, wonderful, fabulous things that everybody loves, there's no reason to. Get excited about free speech because nobody will ever deny you that. And a lot of people claim that Alex had a lot of theories right. <laughs> well, I, not yeah. that one, but yes, uh, some a lot of people do <laughs> do claim that. Some people do claim that. But like, for example, think about this from our perspective for a second. If your political opponent is doing things on social media that embarrass them or right. anger other people, other Good voters, moderate voters, you would encourage that behavior, like. If AO, if you had a switch right now that said AOC could stop tweeting, would you pull it? I would be no. no I, I'd ask her to tweet twice no as way. much. Mm-hmm. The more AOC can tweet, the better it is for yeah. conservatives. More Instagram lives. The more go. yes, keep talking about how you don't understand what a garbage disposal is. Absolutely. Keep going and blabbing as much as possible. The if AOC is the face of the Democratic Party, it's nothing but good for conservatives. And like, look, I know a lot of people love Donald Trump. There's tons of them. We also understand that a lot of people hate him and a lot of moderates won't even consider voting for Republicans if uh, he's the guy. That's just true. And so if you're a Republican, you, you know, I mean, a lot of Republicans say, please stop the tweeting. Please. You're great. You've got great policies. You're doing great things. Look at what you're doing on the border. Keep doing that. Stop the tweeting. Stop just doing this. It doesn't help. Like they, they just gave that to conservatives. They said, okay, now I can't tweet anymore. Yeah. Now, look, it's sort of a silly debate because he just posts the stuff on Truth Social and Everybody then all else. the reporters screenshot it and post it on Twitter anyway. Well, not CBS while they were taking their stand. CBS their did not do that. And, I, and that there me, was a solid and, 40 hours And that there me where, when I took my stand. Wow. I mean, Congratulations. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't report what Trump was saying. You were. Uh, that was brave. How, well, 
Are you thinking about writing a book about the period where you paused your Twitter account? <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea, actually. That is. That is. You too. There is that thing. Take a stand. That's what reporters do: is they take these brave stances and then they write books about those brave stances. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, like that's what they did with Sam Bankman Freed. Like they all took these brave. Yes. Like this man. A leader among men, yes. a man who is here to save our world, our planet. Oh, what, he screwed everybody out of $50 billion? Oh, oh. oh we have a podcast about the rise and the fall of Sam Bankman fried <laughs> hosted by the same reporter who built him up eight months ago. Now that reporter is going to make millions of dollars telling you the story they should have told you originally. <laughs> Oh, that's just yeah. agonizing. This, how do they even pull this crap off? How much did you lose on FTX? I had nothing. I had nothing in FTX, how thankfully. How nothing. Nothing. I had not, not one dime in FTX. I, I don't even have an account. $8 billion. Dollars. Did you? $8, yeah. billion? eight billion? Wow. $8 oh, eight million. No, not billion. billion. Oh, eight billion. Yeah, eight billion. You had eight billion sure. dollars in FTX, sure. yeah. and you're still here doing well, this. Really? It's interesting. Uh, you, lived, right. you did not live the lifestyle of a billionaire. No, you know. I tried to hide it. Yeah, good yeah, for you. You know, you're just, just a, you know what you're you're like. Uh, what's his face? You know, from <laughs> Omaha, the Omaha Oracle. Oh yeah, we're uh, Warren, Warren Buffett, Buffett. Warren, Warren fat, fat piece of crap piece of Buffett. Buffett. <laughs> he drives the same vehicle he drove in 1947, and he lives in the same mud hut that he built in 1948. He does, he does live in the same mud hut. It's only been remodeled a slightly, hundred times. Slightly, yeah. slightly. And now slightly. it's at 85. 5,000 square foot mansion, but it is. <laughs> but it's the same, the same mud hut that he built in 1948. <laughs> okay. That's exactly, that's exactly what they do for Warren. That's unbelievable. It is. All right. So I have some good, I do have some good news, though. Okay. Right. For, for you, Pat, and maybe for you, Stu, you know, could bring you back to what you consider is the dark side now. Mm -hmm. uh, researchers at the University of Washington's Institute for Health, and I love them, they've released a new study saying health effects associated with the consumption of unprocessed red meat. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's not as bad as everybody said it was. Yeah, in mm. fact, it may have little or no uh, ill so health benefits. we're back to eating meat. No right bad meat. benefits. First of all, Jeffy, you, you, you don't even stop eating meat for the broadcast. <laughs> like you literally eat like... We're back to eating red meat. Steak I, I, fingers I, I, in the middle of your <laughs> podcast. Had you paused red meat? There's little or no health risks. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm just saying I haven't had right. any red meat today. I so have now, not either. Oh, that's either. brave. By, oh, well. the, by the way, this I, this was the state of the science beforehand. If you go back, remember we 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 interviewed the guy, um, uh, Aaron Carroll, I think is his name. He was a, he wrote a book called The Bad Food Bible, mm -hmm. which is a, a great book if you if you feel like if you like reading about this sort of stuff. But it goes through all of the dumb health advice we get on food uh, about these oh, yeah, foods you're not yes. supposed to eat. And goes through the actual mm -hmm. evidence on them. And he, there's a whole chapter on meat where it, it goes through all of the evidence and it shows little to maybe slightly positive effects for eating some <laughs> red great. meat like if you overdo really? it yes it can yeah. be a problem well that's everything though yeah that is kind of and that's kind of the whole you kind of read that in, in the entire book right yes. I mean, that's, that should be the title of my book life story is everything in moderation because <laughs> it's the you I mean, that is exactly what you've done well, in your life exactly is that why that's how i live okay. my life i would i would like pat <laughs> everything in moderation that's how i've lived my life i would 100 percent read a biography 
from Jeffy. Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, Jeffy, <laughs> you should do an moderation. moderation. That would be funny. You should do that an autobiography of your life and tell real stories from your life. I love it. And <laughs> and it should be entitled "Everything, Everything in Moderation." moderation. <laughs> More coming up. I would read that in a second. The Glenn Beck Program. Miss a day, miss a. Welcome. It is uh, Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Big week Thanksgiving coming up. Uh, I know. Mm-hmm. I'll be just over we're going absolutely hardcore Twitter style when it comes to eating food this week. Is there any like? Is there a special treat that one would recommend if you were going to like? Let's say go to someone's place that's making Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. You wanted to bring along something that they would enjoy as part of the meal, maybe a dessert of sort. Is there is there any <laughs> is, is there, there any, any recommendation, any recommendation I might have you might have as far as a dessert item? Yeah, like that you could bring well, to like a big Thanksgiving gathering that everyone would be like blown away uh, with. Let me see. You know, is there anything like that? Oh, you know what? Kexi cookies are mm. a really good way to go. Really? K E K S I Kexi.com. Uh and you could get like the sweet potato pie cookies, just so delicious, made with real sweet potatoes, mm. marshmallows, chocolate in there. Oh man, fantastic! Ooh. And then now we got the ginger cookies. These are traditional in in my family for generations. I think dating back to the late '30s. Really, my wife has made these for Christmas, <laughs> but now they're for everybody. It's so good. Uh, anyway, plus we got a big sale coming up. We'll tell you about uh, that happens on Friday, Black Friday sale. Oh, cool! But if you want to get them right now. Uh, Kexi.com. Very cool. Thanks for asking. That's, that would that would be a recommendation that I might <laughs> that have. you might have. Because I don't like pumpkin pie that much anyway. You know, the pie thing uh, is like, I, I, I'll i always eat a p- slice of pumpkin pie and a slice of whip apple crumb is the other big one we always have at Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. And I'll always have some of them no matter what, whether I feel yeah. like it or not. I, I have to do it. Yeah. I feel like I owe it to the pie. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I mean, like, God made pumpkins for a reason. Yes. I can't. I, I mean, I, carving weird faces in them wasn't it. They, it's it almost the like pie. you're poking your fingers in the eye of the pilgrims if you don't. <laughs> right. Yes. Right? It's like that. That's how I feel. Yeah. This is the Glenn Beck Program.